0: Welcome, Sophia, Monica, and Benjamin. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the Be Your Manager podcast for classical musicians and musicians in general, probably. And the three of you are not only amazing musicians yourself, but also members of a committee putting on the Nexus Festival, which starts on April 17th. And before I actually introduce you guys i thought it's much better if you introduce yourself very shortly so monica why don't you kick us off
1: hello bernhard hello everyone thank you for having us i'm monica kertes i'm a mezzo soprano singer um and part of the nexus festival committee and uh Yes, we are happy to be here and talk about this really newcomer festival, which was put together in such a short time, and we are still putting it together.
0: Thank you, Monica. It's great having you. Monica is um, Bulgarian-Hungarian and actually lives in Germany now, in Dresden. Am I right?
1: Yes, you are.
0: I got it right this time. Yeah. And from London we have Sophia. Sophia can you introduce yourself a bit?
2: Hello, Bernhard. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for inviting us today. Yes, uh, my name is Sophia Levertov. I'm soprano, currently based in London. And uh, I have joined the Be Your Own Manager Academy last year in June. And yes, it has been a really exciting journey so far. And it is Absolutely, an incredible experience to organize our Nexus Festival.
0: And when you're not organizing that, you are actually a singer singing what kind of things?
2: <laughs> yes, before uh, COVID, <laughs> I was singing operas and uh, recitals and oratorio. And actually, uh, since March, all my engagements have been cancelled or postponed. So, I have been singing at home. I have been doing some recordings and live streams, but not in front of a live audience.
0: Well, the fun thing which I just realized actually is we have another thing a singer on that podcast, Benjamin. And he's also a Brit, but doesn't live in Britain, but has a connection to Monica in a way that he also lives in Germany. Benjamin.
3: Hi, yeah, my name is Benjamin Hewitt Craw, and uh, I'm a baritone. Originally from England, as uh, Bernard says, and uh, I live in uh, Cologne at the moment in Germany. Um, Yeah, I've joined the BYOM Academy in January. So I'm a relatively fresh face to the community, but decided to jump right in and uh, get right to it with the festival. And it's been uh, a great fun and a great honor to work with uh, such wonderful people and organize the festival as well.
0: Now, putting on a festival and speaking from my own experience, you know, we at the Concert House, we planned festivals kind of two to three years ahead and had a lot of thoughts about the themes and what it should be like and what it could be like. Now, you guys did that, I think, I don't know, within a couple of weeks and not only just a small festival, but if I'm correct, it's over 30 concerts. How did you? actually come up with the artistic ideas for that because it's not just a collection of concerts but every weekend has a title every day has a title how did that happen
3: well i i, I if i jump in now I, I was the person who kind of came up with the titles and the the names of the days um, it was rather a, a stressful process because it was artist defined So the artists submitted their subjects, their concert titles and their programs. So essentially it was drawing threads and trying to find common threads through different concerts, but also to try to link that into weekend programs, um, which was a great amount of fun, actually. It was uh, a bit like a detective trying to find something interesting, trying to find connections. kind of mind mapping, looking for interesting things that might connect the concerts, um, and also what kind of themes would be really interesting. Um, it, we, for right from the beginning, we said we wanted to include green composers or green themes and talk about how they fitted into the festival and what our responsibilities are as classical musicians for the environment. And there was also talk about female composers as well. And we wanted to have a certain amount of female composers represented in the festival. And we've got over 25 female composers represented there. Um, So those were themes which I also wanted to capitalise on. So that was essentially one weekend which was already put aside. And I called that Nexus Legacy. And then the other themes emerged from the concerts themselves there was also a strong corona theme which was really interesting and very topical obviously at the moment especially as we're all musicians who aren't um, able to work and able to function properly in in the society unfortunately at the moment and that was a very interesting process trying to essentially bring the whole thing together into the four weekends and I gave I gave a draft to somebody and they looked at it made some comments as we usually do in the committee Um, and that was extremely helpful then to kind of maybe slightly edit the extras Um, but that was that was the way that I I went about it with with my colleagues and I think we got a good result at the end of it I'm very pleased with it.
0: I think it's a brilliant result when you look at the website on the nexusfestival.com or com. it's really amazing. And it's funny that you speak about this detective work because I can remember very well back from my days at the concert house that sometimes with certain festivals, we had to do it exactly the same way because there were certain givens within the festival and then kind of saying what is the common threat in there and how can you actually build that? Monica, if you look through the weekends, which are coming up starting on April 17th, what are what is your favorite weekend, your favorite day, which you're really looking forward to where you say, wow, that's so different. You haven't thought about that.
1: Well, it's really hard to pick only one uh, because all the weekends have something special and unique and uh, I think interesting for anybody. So everybody can find their topic, I think, which can they can, they can relate to. Um, what I would like to add to the to the program that initially when we came together with uh, uh, the f- us, like the organizers of the festival, uh, we we figured what actually the basis of the festival should be. so what kind of idea we should base it on. and uh, what we decided initially that it should be uh, around three things which is uh, inspiration connection and innovation so this already connected somehow the program and uh, this these were the the topics which we were thinking about and and kind of wanted to create something around with with the program so all the program parts uh, should have and they contain at least one or two of these words uh, or these themes. So they are either innovative or connecting something to different worlds or uh, to different ways of thinking um, or inspiring us. So I think, therefore I think there is really uh, easy to find, something which uh, i mean to find anything what uh, uh uh a audience member is looking for and um, to be able to connect with us because uh, i think one of the uh, most special things is apart from the program that uh, we are aiming for Um, conversation with the audience, we would like to connect with the audience, and uh, we are organizing special events for that, which will be, uh, well, at this festival online, but uh, it is still going to be an online coffee house and an online wine bar, where we would like to meet um, the audience members together with the artists performing on each day, and to have conversations. Um, and also to have uh, organized um, roundtable talks and we are preparing many other special events, which can be found on the website.
0: So, if I understand you right, it's not only a great music festival, but it also has different events. How did you come up? Where did this idea come from? To have roundtable discussions and coffee bars and wine bars and so on, and what can I expect as an audience member to have there to happen?
1: Well, it's uh, we we really wanted to, to spice it up as a as an online festival. We 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 were keen on uh, presenting something uh, unique and also something um, human. So especially in this online world. So not just uh, only present um, amazing musical programs, which we already have, but uh, also to to be able to talk to the audience, at least to connect in such way, uh, in times when we are not able to connect them physically in the same room. So uh, we are really open to any kind of conversation regarding the the programs or feedbacks or questions about our artistic approaches and uh, the way we work so um it's it's a place where where we would like to meet and uh, where we would like to connect Mm,
0: beautiful um, Sophia, Benjamin spoke before also there is a green idea and an environmental idea um, in that festival. What is that?
2: Yes, that's that's a great question and I'm uh, very proud that our festival can offer this because actually when I was doing the Be Your Own Manager course last year with you, um, that was my idea behind my head to to create something like that, connect music and the environment. And when we started organizing this festival, I thought that's the opportunity to do it. And many musicians from our community joined me, which was absolutely amazing. Uh, Please visit our green mission page and you will see all the personal missions from our musicians uh, who really care deeply about the environment, about our society and want to make a difference and we as organizers and artists we would like to inspire our audience to do it with us to um, take up new habits which would provide a better future for our planet and we have something very specific Uh, our audience can also plant tree with us, trees with us. We have partnered with two organizations, Harmonic Progression and One Tree Planted. And yes, our goal is to plant a little Nexus Festival forest.
0: (laughs) That's wonderful. Tell me a bit about Harmonic Progression and one of the programs or some of the programs they are doing.
2: Uh, Harmonic Progression uh, is is an organization Um, brought to life by Sam Goldscheider. And basically, they're, yeah, inspiring people to take up tasks, for example, like switching from Google to the search engine Ecosia, or, for example, discovering uh, plant-based foods full of protein or many other little tasks, which might seem insignificant. But if a lot of people do this, then we can really make a difference together. Another important project is for example, strings for all also organized by harmonic progression. And they share the strings of European musician musician who do not use them anymore, and send them to people who are really in need and can't afford to buy strings themselves.
0: And I think it just sent, I don't know, how many of the strings to Latin America um, a couple of weeks ago, and they're doing another of these projects, which is amazing. Um, having been and spent a lot of time in um, Venezuela, especially with musicians there, I know how much people actually need that and need these strings. So it's a fantastic and actually very simple project. On the other hand, it's great also to have seen musicians from not only our community, but all over in Europe, collecting strings and sending them. So for anybody interested, go to harmonic progression or strings for all to find out about that. Now, the three of you are all singers. And I just want to stay one more moment on this green idea in the future. As singers, you know, You actually, when I was a singer, I dreamt of traveling the world and flying around and singing in New York and in Tokyo and in Vienna and I don't know where. Yeah, So all that was kind of one of the big dreams. I mean, Benjamin, how does this kind of green idea, these green thoughts change your perspective on your career? Does it change your perspective? I don't know if it changes the
3: boundaries of the perspective of my career. There are definitely places I'd still like to go and perform. I'd love to go and perform in America or things like that, but I think it's the, it's how you go and do that and how you do that in the most, a green appropriate way an ecolog- ecologically appropriate way, um, uh, possibly touring for longer periods or deciding to go over there for maybe a month or something like that. So to save on, um, you know, fuels and whatnot, getting over there. Um, and I think it, I mean, for instance, I've also switched to an iPad recently, so that I'm not printing off, uh, streams of PDFs for instance, uh, for services and things like that. Um, so I think there are definite ways which we can all work together as musicians to, um, yeah, to decrease our impact on the environment. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's necessarily diminished my uh the scope of my ambitions but it certainly made me consider
0: more about how i go about it and coming back to the nexus festival um can you monica give us a couple of the numbers how many concerts how many artists and so on are actually involved there
1: yes of course so we have um artists from- all over the world, it's a really international festival, I must say. Uh, so,
0: One has to say that Monica has a wonderful dog, and if you like dogs, she actually has her own f- fan page on Instagram, That's great right. to follow.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So back to the festival, <laughs> we might include the dog in the festival, <laughs> 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 trying to find a way so back to festival we have 34 concerts uh, in four weekends and we are having 60 artists all together from 28 nationalities from 24 cities and in addition to that we have also 24 social and special events So we have big numbers here for one month, which is actually only on the weekends. But um, we also made sure that the the concerts are, so to say, in a digestible length. So not so long, but still enjoyable and uh, keeping our audience active uh, and keeping our audience as much as possible in front of the screen and uh, to listen to our concerts. Um, So yes, we would like to keep it fresh and vivid. So yeah, we are looking forward to it very much.
0: Thank you. One of the great tasks you had is um, on the one hand, looking through a lot of different proposals from artists out of our community and probably selecting and choosing and nudging and. Um, also um, encouraging others to submit all that, remembering that most of you have never met in real life. So how did you go about that?
2: Well, actually, it wasn't that difficult, I must say. <laughs> we are meeting once, our committee meeting is once per week, but in between, we're almost, I think, every day on the phone or on WhatsApp. So it's, yeah, this is if we would all live together.
0: (laughs) And how did you nudge people to say, yes, I would like to be part of it. Um, Were there any difficult decisions, any any kind of a lot of motivation some people needed? Was it very easy to put together? How was that?
3: I think it definitely required uh, some motivation from our side, especially to sell people the idea to begin with that, you know, because we're putting the festival on its legs for the first time. And therefore, we really had to kind of, you know, tell people what the festival's about, roughly our concept, and also how they fit in. And I th- think it also made it slightly more attractive to the artists, because they were having a direct impact on the shape of the festival through their own con- concerts. So that, I think, helped and that they were completely free to decide well, largely free. It just had to had one one of three words, as Monica said, connection, innovation, or inspiration. It had to be linked to those ideas, but they had free reign to pick their concert, and I think that was appealing for many of them because if they usually have to fit into a festival, it's usually a lot more compact in terms of the choices which they're actually able to make, and so it was certainly a, a, a sell
0: to them. But I don't think it was too hard a sell. So we can expect actually a very diverse program over those four weekends right
3: i would definitely say so uh i mean on the first weekend for instance we have a completely south american program focusing on the connection between the south american musical traditions and european musical traditions through to a corona weekend um one which is uh, together alone um which is to do with this idea of we're all bit, we've all been alone in this year. We've all been spending a lot of time on our own and can we actually be together alone and that's a very introverted, uh, program, which is obviously completely different to the wild South American tango. Um, and then on our final weekend next to legacy, which is really focusing on the, on the future, um, yeah, I'd say it's an incredibly, uh, um, diverse program it was almost too diverse it, it almost verged on that point it was very close <laughs> but, um, we pulled it back from the abyss so.
0: <laughs> i'm sure you did one of the things many artists are struggling with is actually in today's world technology and sophia you just co- taught a course on home recording and streaming and um taught a lot of people really good input in the biom academy how did that how do you make sure that people actually can stream can record in a way that the technology is okay for a festival of that size and that importance
2: well we have uh, very specific requirements for that and we always offer the people if something is not clear they can come to ask us and ask questions for the one for the concerts which will be live streamed, we also have all the necessary requirements, and I'm sure our artist artists know what they what they what they are doing. But in general, I think of course, even when this lockdown will be over, this kind of technical skills will be still very, very important for musicians. So that is actually a very good possibility not only for them, but also for us to learn.
0: Can you expand a bit on your view of the future? Why when the lockdowns all ended and we can travel and go to live concerts again, which I can't wait for. Yeah. Why do you need as a musician then to know how to live stream and record?
2: First of all, you, have, you need to have good uh, material to present yourself online. That's the first place where promoters, organizers agents, everyone goes. So you need to have good recording material of yourself. And then of course, you can pay people a lot of money. But if you are able to do it yourself, then it's definitely much easier. (laughs) You can save a lot of money. Uh, It's less stressful. And you're free to do you can say okay, I can make a short live stream concert for my fans in between my concert, or I want to have a sneak Peek preview for my upcoming, I don't know, opera production or recital. So there are a lot of things you can play with. And um, especially now in the era of social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and <laughs> I can go on forever. You need these kind of materials. And the more professional they look, the more attention they will get. At least that is my experience so far.
0: Monica, did you have already any experience with these kind of self-made recordings, videos, live streaming? And if so, what was that?
1: Well, interestingly, I d- didn't have experience or haven't had experience with live streaming yet, uh, but we're recording, yes. And currently I'm experiencing uh, online rehearsal uh, process, which is very interesting and I wouldn't have thought that that it could actually work um, with with a software which can be downloaded there are many options for that it can be found on internet um, which actually helps to balance out the internet connection the the differences uh between the two sites um so it, it's possible to to rehearse real life and it's also possible to make a recording with that. Um, so now I'm rehearsing with a pianist who is based in Budapest uh, and I'm here in Dresden. So it works quite well so far. Um, of course, uh, during the pandemic, I, I did some recordings. I did a, a video project as well. I used to and i hope i will do still uh, i used to do a lot uh interdisciplinary performances and projects and uh, we put together a video project with um, with my dancer partner choreographer and we are working on such things and hopefully these kind of projects will go on stage soon, real life, because uh, honestly, this this period, it was just, of course, so strange and different for for all of us that um, it already gave me so many uh, project ideas, which I really want to realize (laughs) on live stage.
0: Great, Thank you. If I may, I would love to ask all of you a personal question. And that is, During that lockdown, and it's now has been over a year for many of us in various kinds of lockdowns and mostly not performing live, um, it has been a challenge to all of the musicians. And I think we are all aware of that. And there are different kind of personal strategies. There's a strategy of sitting back and saying at some day it will be over. Um, The three of you decided differently. You not only came to the BYOM Academy, took a course, um, but actually are uh, putting together out of your own motivation a huge festival. So, why do you do that? Where's your motivation? How do you find your motivation for doing that um, in a strange time like that, Sophia?
2: First of all, I find it very frustrating to sit at home and to wait that something will happen. As I already mentioned, all my engagements have been cancelled, even now they're being cancelled for the ones in April. So either I have two possibilities, I will wait till they come again or I start doing something myself. And. I think what I missed also most is working with other musicians during that time. I mean, when I am as an opera singer having a production, I have so many musicians and we work together, we inspire each other. But now when I'm alone, well, I have a partner, but still this communication is really something which which I was missing. And that's why I decided to be part of this uh, festival adventure but also because I thought that is actually now the best time to acquire new skills in the future. I would like to be able to organize a festival myself and what I'm learning now is so extremely valuable. We all haven't done this kind of organization, um, yet. I think it's new to all of us and, uh, yeah, we are making mistakes. We are correcting them. We are, yeah learning just so many things I had well I had the idea that it was very difficult to organize festivals but I didn't have I didn't thought that it would be so much work it's really it's incredible how much work and so many tiny things that you would never think about as a musician they're just there and you have to deal with them and yeah that's That's really incredible. I think after that, I will be a much more organized musician as I've been before. (laughs) And I was already organized, I must say.
0: I'm sure you were. And I think all of you will also appreciate the work which goes into organizing a festival when you are invited to the next festivals um, and some of the things don't run absolutely perfectly, which happens. Yeah. Um, I can remember um, the former director of Tibiana State Opera saying that within a year of over 200 performances, there were probably 10 or so where everything went as planned, and 190, yeah, there was always something going wrong in whatever reason. So I think one appreciates that after having done such a festival. Definitely. Thank you, Sophia. Benjamin, what is your motivation there? That's a very good question.
3: Uh, I had to suddenly ask myself that in my first, in the first lockdown, um, because I went from re- uh, rehearsing Cosi Fan Tutte, almost, you know, kind of from nine till five, Monday till Friday, and then suddenly nothing. And it was a very difficult time, but it, it was, uh, it was difficult, not because I didn't have any concerts, but because I then had to ask myself that question what am I doing art? What am I doing art for? Why Why do I do it? And am I really doing it for myself or how do I best do it for myself? And because in the first lockdown, I hopefully answered those questions for myself. I think I answered them a lot better or I was more informed about what I wanted to do as a musician personally, rather than necessarily what an institution wanted me to do or where I was kind of, put into a box anywhere else and then because I found that myself during that first lockdown I now am more motivated to do things for myself and organize them for myself and kind of find my own way out of this issue so I think it's very much a, a kind of a self selfbestimmung, as the Germans say I can't think of the, the the English word unfortunately self-determination that's the one Um kind of where you're you are, you're very sure about what you want to do. And because you have that purpose, there's nothing which is going to put you off. It's, uh, it's a kind of almost a single mindedness. Um, and that is thankfully what Corona has given me and it hasn't been a perfect time, but I think it's been a very, it's been a time full of, uh, inquisitiveness and also the opportunity to find something completely new.
0: But it's fascinating when you speak about purpose, because when I speak to companies, purpose is kind of the new buzzword in companies at the moment. And um, the sec- what I find so fascinating there is you have a purpose, you have a goal somewhere, and suddenly the world stops because of a pandemic, which no one of us has ever experienced. Actually, the whole world has never experienced it like that. And keeping that purpose must take actually a lot of energy, no?
3: Yeah, definitely. And it possibly even shows sometimes that that purpose which we had before the pandemic wasn't, I don't want to say it was the wrong purpose, but it maybe wasn't that best suited to who we actually are or what we're actually doing with ourselves in the world. And I, I think it, it was a great, it was, it was a wonderful time of reflection. And actually, you could pour the energy which you'd possibly been pouring into creating this purpose or maintaining this purpose which maybe wasn't actually that helpful before the pandemic you've kind of had the chance to take it back as an artist and actually go oh no actually there's a better purpose and this is what I really love doing or another kind of angle on it or how I'm going to improve myself to be better than that and uh, it's very difficult to find the motivation from outside it definitely has to come from within and this kind of self-determination definitely but uh, the the energy was kind of poured definitely from one one kind of into one purpose and just into another which for me has become more definitely more whole um, and more um, fitting to to me as an artist definitely
0: wonderful thank you benjamin monica where did you find your motivation in these last 12 months
3: well
1: it was really the time of ups and downs um during this year um and well one of the things which uh, which really helped me was uh, joining the byom course because uh, when i ha- had my last concert uh after that w- just everything was cancelled and uh, actually my last concert was b- before before in hungary uh, all public events were banned and uh, it was just uh, the big emptiness and uh looking into nothing and uh, not knowing what is going to happen especially that at the beginning we were just expecting a few weeks of lockdown and hoping that okay it's just going to pass really quickly we it's a few weeks we don't need to worry about um, anything uh, longer and then it turned out that yes we should and uh, so then the course just just gave me this regularity which was which was really great in in this time and um, also there were well this as far as this was a personal question there there were of course really hard times in in these months in the past months uh, even though i i put together some project or i was working on some projects but uh, but still it was uh, it was not easy to find a motivation but then it's uh, it's i i'm thinking about there is an exercise I, it's for motivation when we are overwhelmed or we just cannot uh decide what to do or we're just doing everything at the same time just stop for for a moment or as long as time is necessary and sit or stand in the middle of the room and just do nothing nothing really nothing and what's the first thing which pops into your mind you want to do what you're motivated about you just really want to start work on so for me this pandemic is this kind of uh, sitting in the middle of uh, nothing and uh, it was a quite long nothing uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, what Benjamin said that there are there are many things we kind of re evaluate and um, yeah um, joining um this festival to to organize it it also gives this community feeling and um, i don't know if i can cite it well there is this african proverb when you go alone you go fast but when you go together uh, you go further or far and uh, until now with my projects i always mainly went alone or collaborating with one or two people and uh, preparing everything by myself and uh, this is now a completely different experience to to collaborate with others and um, to putting together all these ideas and creativity because every single person of the committee is is super creative with full of uh, full of ideas and um, how all these ideas when we started together with the first meeting which lasted for hours because we were just (laughs) We were just sharing ideas, and we were like, "Okay, we are already three hours here. Let's decide about something." And it's now it's forming, and uh, it has a great result. Yeah,
0: thank you for sharing that. Um, and I can remember, you were one of the reasons why I started actually BYOM community. You were on this very first Zoom call I did when the lockdown in Austria hit. Where i reached out to musicians and say okay how are you guys doing and monica was there and she talked very openly about how shocking it is and like a couple of others encouraged me to teach and um yeah so that was actually the starting point just over a year ago unbelievable there are so many things we could go on and on discussing and by the way for our listeners there is one tip also on these long committee meetings and decision-making and so on. If you're interested in that, I had the joy of interviewing three other members of that great committee on actually leadership and decision-making on another podcast that's Bernhardt on Leadership. So if you want to listen to that, go over there and check it out. Now, this fantastic new festival is just a while away. Actually, you can count the days. And Sophia, if I were to ask you, what shouldn't I miss at that festival, what would that be?
2: Well, besides all the wonderful concerts by our artists, I think what you shouldn't definitely miss are the wine bars where you can meet the artist, talk to them, of course, drink wine or any other beverage of your choice but where you can ask questions, you can share your views on music, you can let us know what do you want to hear on stage when COVID is over? What kind of uh, composers, I don't know, opera production, concerts, what is your vision for classical music? And besides uh, the Meet the Artist coffees and wine bars, we also have uh, keynote speakers on Saturday and we'll have panel discussions on Sunday and this is really a great opportunity for us to connect with our audience because that is actually what we are all missing so much during our live performances I remember my last concert before the pandemic was a concert in Berlin with my pianist and after that it was so great to talk to our audience share our ideas also in between the concert this all live interaction is what we are missing and what we would like to yeah bring to life again during the festival
0: thank you as an audience member i feel completely honored that artists like you guys are actually interested in an interaction with your audience members sometimes i feel that you know there's the stage and um, wonderful music coming from there but that the connection to us as audience members actually means such a lot to you. Um, yeah, that's, that's beautiful to hear. Thank you for that. And I hope that many audience members join me actually in these wine bars and coffee bars as well um, to talk and meet these great artists from around the world.
2: Also in different languages. It's not only in English. We have artists speaking German, French, Russian, Bulgarian. Um, help me out.
0: Spanish as well, I think. Spanish, Uh,
2: Chinese, so really.
0: Korean. International. Just to make that clear that there will be meetings, breakout rooms or so where you can speak your own language. Benjamin, what shouldn't I miss in your view at that festival? Well, I mean, I think the whole festival
3: is going to be wonderful. So definitely don't miss the early bird festival pass, which is only available for a couple more days. But if you have to make another choice, I would definitely recommend The Last Weekend, Nextus Legacy, Um, mainly because it's the impact or emphasizes the impact which we want to leave on the world of classical music and the world in general as a festival. On the last weekend there are two days, the first one is referred to as Ladies Day um, and it's female composers Um, and it will be a whole day of female composers. Um, We have One particular female composer in our BYM community, Antonia uh, Pacek, or Pacek, I think it's pronounced, and uh, she'll be performing her pieces um, as well. So it's going to be very much a, a day dedicated to female composers, which often haven't been particularly well represented in the canon of classical music. So we hope that we can change that through our efforts on this day. And, uh, and the very final day is our Green Day, is our day which we're dedicating to the ecological mission, and they're all concerts about nature, about the beauty of nature, and also the fragility of nature and what we need to do to protect it. And that's going to be a very central part of that weekend and of the whole festival. So I think those two ideas and themes are really going to round off the festival really well. And I would definitely recommend everybody to come and listen to those.
0: Thank you. And I hope actually that the Female Day, the Ladies Day, with just female composers inspires many musicians out there to look up female composers from around the world. They're significantly more than I ever imagined. I must admit that, yeah, honestly and there is great music to be discovered so go out there and if you need help you can reach out to anyone in the byom community or to myself Um, i'll point you in the direction of where you can actually find great music from female composers which is absolutely worthwhile um, to be performed monica what would you recommend to me to listen to
2: well
1: everything was said before me so i'm really recommending to everyone just to run through this amazing program and pick whatever you like or just uh, put in your calendar all these four weekends and uh, come and join us and also at the wine bar because we will be there so (laughs) we can have a drink and a chat together, which I think all of us are looking forward to. Yeah, so what else to say? It's going to be great.
0: I'm sure of that and I can't wait. And I think actually for many musicians out there, it's also a great opportunity to meet you guys and to speak to you, how you put the festival together, what was important, the lessons learned um, of that. We spoke about the virtual world and how important digital and streaming and home recording will stay in the future. So if you have a different opinion or if you would like to know more about it, you know, come by, you'll meet um, not only Sophia, Benjamin and Monica there, but also quite a lot of other musicians. And it might be a really interesting conversation and a great opportunity to meet people and speak to them firsthand, which um, is an opportunity you do not have that often. Speaking about musicians, this is a podcast for musicians and I started it as a career podcast and I go significantly more into the entrepreneurial way because you guys teach me actually how entrepreneurial musicians can be and I find that fascinating. Now, I don't want to keep you much longer, but I do have a last question to the three of you and that is really what tip would you give a fellow musician in the situation we are in at the moment and certainly that's one of the things is doing the byom course but that's not what i wanted to hear i hope and i'm sure that you guys have some better tips than that monica
1: well of course the bym course is the most important of them (laughs) (laughs) without without any joke uh so i would suggest everyone to just to to Go on with everything, uh, just, just continue doing what you do. Um, maybe this is a great time to, to experiment and to try out uh, new artistic approaches, what you had never chance to, to try before. Um, maybe you have now time to collaborate with people what uh, what time you didn't ha- you none of you had before, so yeah, just keep going.
0: Thank you, Benjamin.
3: Yeah, that's a really difficult question. Um, what would I give to? What advice would I give to other musicians? I mean, I don't know if I'm necessarily the person to follow, but the thing which I did in, in the first lockdown and I'm still trying to do in this time where there's less concerts going on is listen, but listen inwardly and to try and plan for after the corona time but plan a different life for me and for my art afterwards but to do if every if every musician does that then I think that we'll have a lot m- more um, a well-led world because people will be leading exactly where they feel at home where they feel best and where they feel that they can make a difference so that would be my my little nugget I suppose there
0: Thank you. Sophia.
2: (laughs) Yes, I I totally agree with Ben. Uh, Of course, these times are incredibly challenging in so many ways. But what I would recommend is to think about what makes you unique as a musician and as a person, think about your so-called love mark. (laughs) If you go on the Nexus Festival website, Mm -hmm. you can read about that too. But Yes, think about what about your purpose, what you would like the classical musical world to be in the future, because now we can make we can try to make a change and a difference. There are so many things that should be changed. And um, yeah, see this as an opportunity, as a time to learn new skills and develop yourself.
0: Thank you, and I think making a positive change for the classical music world, but the world in general, is something which is really beautiful, sometimes very difficult, but the more we come together and do it together, the easier it will be, and just to come back to the uh, proverb Monica quoted is, um, if you go together we go further, and that's really true and it means actually um, a lot, I think, because as you know, I believe in classical music and its role in the world and in society, I think it's more important than ever before. So we need to drive towards that. I hope that not only raised your interest in the Nextus Festival, which you find on Nextus, that's next us uh, in one manager.com But you'll find it also in the description to the podcast, but also Gives you some motivation to go on and to go there and make great music. Thank you so much to Monica, Sophia and Benjamin for joining me today. It was wonderful talking to you and I cannot wait for the festival to start because I just need this kind of inspiration. You guys actually provide to me and many others. Thank you so much for that. And thanks so much for spending that hour with me. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, Bernhard.
0: Thank, Thank you for very having much. us, Bernard.